No. Okay, so our title today is Practicing Truth. Yes, sir. Um, and start with why. Um, and so we'll get into that. I won't be before you long. My husband has already shared that. <laughs> so, um, but I will not. He says I get straight to the point. Normally, I, I really try to do that. Um, so I want to start out praising Yah for growth. Uh, Pentecost 2011, I remember it. That was the feast that my husband got ordained. And um, it was Sunday. Pentecost is on Sunday. And we met in Paris, Tennessee. And I had my white dress on. And I was ready for the holy days. And I had three small kids. And my dress got dirty. And I was devastated. Like, I was in tears. Um, and Miss Bev brought me back from that. Like I was an emotional wreck, but just thinking at that time that the white dress I had on was supposed to, it getting dirty was somehow ruining what the father was doing on the inside. So um, praising y'all for, for growth. So our title today is Practicing Truth, Starting with Why. Starting with Why. There's a book by uh, Simon Sinek. Um, that's called Start With Why. In his books, he writes about leadership and how you can inspire people to take action by thinking deeper. You can inspire people to take action by thinking deeper. Of course, he's focusing on the business and productivity, um, but the father showed me that starting with why is important in practicing truth. Um, in this walk, people are always looking at what we are doing. And many times it's hard to communicate our why, like why we do it um, in a way that they can understand. The what is an external factor, but the why is always something deeper. Um, so we have to know our why. Um, I grew up in the Baptist church and there was a song that they would always sing. And I do mean always. Um, and it was. I don't know why Jesus loves me. I don't know why Jesus cares. I don't know why Jesus sacrificed his life. Oh, but I'm glad, so glad he did. And it's like, oh yeah, but it's like, no, like you don't know why at all, you know? And you're singing this song for years and you have no understanding of why he did what he did. So you're just showing up every day just to be showing up. Uh, last night I had a dream about, I was in front of a congregation, I was actually doing this and my Aunt Pam was there. And when I sung that song, she walked out. I That was in my dream last night, I remember that. So, um, let's see where I am on PowerPoint. Okay, starting with why, there it is. Um, we lack understanding, therefore we lack healing. Who's my reader? Okay. Isaiah 6 and 10, please. Jeremiah, you got a mic? Okay. Isaiah 6 and 10. Okay, reader. Reader. <laughs> 
Isaiah 6 and 10. Yes, ma'am. Isaiah 6 and 10. Make the heart of this people fat and make their ears heavy. And shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and convert and be healed. Yes, so I said, we lack understanding, therefore we lack healing. Uh, Because he says, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and return and be healed. Um, So on Sukkot 2017, when my husband was before the father, he had a vision that leaves were falling on him. And the mission or what he was sent to do was take healing to the nations. So part of healing is acquiring an understanding, growing an understanding. Um, And so people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Um, So the why is not easy. Even in preparing this, I kept falling back to the how and to the what. I kept going back to the how and to the what, because getting to the why is hard. Like, are you doing this? Like, are you doing this because everybody else is doing it? Are you doing it because it's cool or it's a fad? Or have you grown to an understanding of, as Pastor Battle was talking about, knowing your purpose and your worth? Um, So we're going to dig into that a little bit tonight. My, I know you see this thing on Facebook that says, you can have Jesus and a therapist. Y'all seen that? Okay. Well, it says that you can have Jesus and a therapist too. So um, Dr. Jennings is like my therapist. He's actually a um, Sabbath keeping psychiatrist out of Chattanooga. Um, And one of the things he says, faith is the hand that reaches out and takes hold of the hand of God. As such, faith is is integral for healing of the mind. In order for faith to be healing, however, it must be evidence-based, truth-based, and fact-based. While feelings can accompany faith, they never determine it. Truth establishes faith. Consequently, our understanding of truth, as our understanding of truth increases, so will our faith. Um, as I said, he is a psychiatrist out of Chattanooga who keeps the Sabbath, um, and he teaches on the design laws of the Most High. Um, and so we struggle with faith and discipleship because we lack understanding. We also struggle because most of us were originally taught something that was false. So truth establishes faith. Consequently, our understanding, as our understanding of truth increases, so will our faith. All right, turn to your neighbor and say, I am growing in my why. Growing in my That's truth. By choosing to be present during the appointed times of Yah, you will grow in his why. So as to, tonight, we're just going to look at what it means to practice truth from the what to the how and to the why. All right, I have a little vocabulary. Um, 
practice. It means to perform or work at repeatedly. So to become proficient, to train by repeated exercises. Truth. Um, and I took this from First John um, and we'll get there. But in the Greek, that definition is what is true in any manner under consideration. So every time it's considered, every time it's thought about, every time it's worked through, solved, it's going to be true. Um, to be in something used as a function to indicate inclusion, location, or position within limits. Um, when you look at of, it's used as a function word to indicate origin or something that's it's derived from something. And the attributes uniqueness. If you see in your Bible that you are in the truth, that's a location or position, you are included in it. If it's of truth, that is the origin or source of it. If it's the truth, that's something unique. So that's why we have those because it's in truth, of truth, the truth. And truth is true in any matter under any consideration. And to practice it, you have to train in it repeatedly. Like me, like I've done a 5K one time. In order for me to keep up that rhythm, I would have to practice that other times as well. Like today, I think we passed the gym <laughs> and Aaron said, Pastor, look, there it is. <laughs> as we were going to Golden Corral, might I say, but still to be consistent in practicing. Yes, you did bring dumbbells at the house. Got it. Okay. All right, so we're gonna look at our what, our what, and what is, what do you do? So yes, I see, we see you keeping the feast days. People see us not eating pork, they see us, see us keeping Shabbat. Um, they see what we're doing, but we have, they need to understand why we're doing it, okay? So because Yah said so, is a level one response. As a teacher, like you have the knowledge and comprehension, and once you get to the higher level, you are creating and analyzing. So when someone asks why you're doing it, and your response is because God said so, good, great, but level one. Okay? Good, but it's level one. Okay? Um, Deuteronomy chapter 10. Okay, good. All right. So we are learning to fear the Lord, our God, always. Would you read that? Deuteronomy 10, 12, and 14. Mm -hmm. And now, Israel, what does the Lord thy God require of thee? Mm -hmm. He didn't suggest he required it. Mm -hmm. And he said what? There but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, and to love him and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Mm. Okay. Um, 11 1. No, uh, read 13, please. 
It's okay. <laughs> to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command they command thee this day for thy good. Mm. Behold, the heaven and the heaven of heavens is the Lord thy God, and earth also with all that therein is. Okay. So we are learning to fear, and it's for our good. benefit. It's for our good. Um, and then and then he answered the question, what does the Lord your God require of you? That's the what. This is what he wants. This is the what. This is the what. Um, we are acknowledging our source, Deuteronomy 11 and 1. Deuteronomy 11 and 1. Therefore, thou shalt love the Lord thy God and keep his charge and his statutes and his judgments and his commandments always. Hmm. And we have made a choice to Shema. We have chosen to remember Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today, Today shall be in your heart. Mm. Where? In your heart. Good. Go ahead. You shall teach them diligently mm -hmm. to your children. Mm -hmm. And shall talk them when you sit down in your house and when you walk by your way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand. Mm -hmm. And they shall be a frontlets. Between the eye, mm. your between your eyes. Thank you. You shall write them on the doorposts on your house and on your gates. Another what? Another what? This is what we're doing. We're learning to fear. We're acknowledging the source, and we are listening. Part of Shema is to hear, understand, and then proclaim. If you look up that word, you have to hear. You get an understanding, and then you're proclaiming it. But you have to hear and understand before you can run out and right. tell somebody else. Say it again. Right. Literally. Okay. You have to hear and understand <laughs> before you can go out and tell somebody else. Okay. All right. The how. How. So when we look at the circle, the what, it's called the golden circle, and that's what he does. But... Um, the what is what do you do? And then the how is how do you do what you do? How do you do what you do? Um, I'm going to read First John, First John 1. First John 1, 5 through 7. This is the message which we have heard from him and declared to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Yeshua HaMashiach, his son, cleanses us from all sins. So how do we do what we do? 
we must walk in the light. Um, and walking in the light exposes the darkness in us. So that means we must be self-reflective. We must speak the truth in love. We must shine for the world to see, including our family. Um, I know it's an unwritten rule. They always say unwritten rule not to discuss religion and politics. You just don't do it. Um, but how can you grow in understanding if you can't even have a discussion? Right. And so, yes, exactly. So what you're talking about it with your children, with your family, when you lie down, when you get up. But there's this unwritten rule not to discuss religion. So, yes, I'm off work for a week and I'm sure there's chatter at the workplace, but no one is going to have the conversation with me. Because if you don't have the conversation, then you can't expose the falsehood in right. what you believe. Right. And so you just keep clinging to that and keep moving forward. Right. Like responsible for what you know. Now. Absolutely. Correct. That's so that's another. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, not yet, baby. When we had a, a women's um, fellowship, we do it on the fourth Shabbat. We just started that. Um, and we were talking about um, knowing our worth. And in my class that I'm doing, I'm working on being a behavior analyst. But they talk about kids who engage in self-injurious behavior. Like they cut themselves or they, they just do stuff that would injure themselves. And in that, the father showed me that sin is self-injurious behavior. When you engage in sin, you're literally hurting yourself, okay? So people engage in self-injurious behaviors for two reasons. It's either to escape something or avoid something. That, that's it. They're either escaping something or they're avoiding something. So when we think about our behaviors and the things that we do that the father would consider sin. Are we trying to escape something or are we trying to avoid something? And until you face what you're trying to escape or avoid, then you won't be able to overcome. Right. Okay. So um, I myself uh, seek to, I don't like confrontation. I'm not a fan. Okay. So that means that I'll escape or avoid a situation, um, which means I'm not speaking the truth, which means I'm not practicing truth. So I'm lying. Right. That's true. I would be deemed as a liar. Right. Okay. Right. Yes. Which part? The all of that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, that sin is self-injurious behavior. Um, and we do it to escape or avoid. Those are the two reasons. You're escaping or you're avoiding. So me personally, I don't like confrontation. And in my escaping and avoiding, I'm failing to practice and speak truth, which makes me a liar. Okay. So because I'm being fearful, because I'm trying to... I'm focused on self-preservation instead of having the conversation that makes me a liar and a coward. And so, you know, it, it is. And so, but being, you have to be brave 
Um, and it's not and it's not everyone. It's what we would say. Family, right. friends, right. like you got to have those conversations. Just and and um, to see wrong in people's behavior and not address it is cowardly. Right. Um, and it made me a liar because I spoke falsely by not saying anything at all. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. I was worried about thoughts and feelings and my own self-preservation. I was selfish and selfishness is the root of all sin. Okay, so if you think about that, every sin we commit is based in selfishness. Yes, and so if I'm worried about thoughts and feelings, then I'm not focused on soul and spirit, right? Which are way higher than thoughts and feelings. Okay, so I'm learning that to practice truth, I must speak truth boldly and with love. Why? Because it's one walk and it's one way. And if your growth truly matters to me, I got to open my mouth. Amen. Okay. All right. So we must walk in the light and we must abide in Yeshua. Let's go to John 14. Uh, okay. Hold on, please. Thank you so much for being there. I appreciate that support. <laughs> All right, John 14. Jeremiah, if you go ahead and read one through six, please. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe, you believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. Uh -huh. If it were not so, I would not have told you. Mm -hmm. I go to prepare a place for you, and I go and prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you to myself. Uh -huh. That that were a I am there. You may also be be also. Mm -hmm. And I, where I go, you you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you go. You are going, and how can we know the way? Mm. Jesus yeah. said to him, I am the way, uh -huh. the truth, and the life. Uh -huh. No one comes. To my father, except through me. All right. Oh, no, thank you. So we must abide in Yeshua. So to have life, we must abide in life. I'm going to read this one. If you jump over to John 15, it says, I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. So that means in order to abide, we must bear fruit. Because he said, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. So if you're not bearing fruit, you're, you're cut off. You're not even in the vine. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So to remain in him, we must bear fruit. Okay, so we talked about what we're doing. We're learning to fear. We're walking in the commandments. We are being connected to the source and we are shamaing. How are we doing that? We must walk in the light and we must abide in the vine. Why? Why is that? And it's been hit on like a lot, like 
Pastor Battle, they read several verses. I'm like, dang, dang, I kind of use that one, but it's okay. Um, so why? Um, because we believe. That that's why. Because we believe, but it's different. Because if you believe and another family members believe, but we don't have the same actions, then something is off. Somebody don't believe because there must be an action to follow. All right. So let's go to Genesis 15. Let's go to 14. Genesis 14. Genesis 14, um, starting at verse 19. Genesis 14 and 19. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tenth, a tithe, excuse me, of all. Now the king of Sodom said to Abram, give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord, God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap and that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich, except only what the young men have eaten and the portion of the men who um, who went with me, Anair, Eshkol, and Mamre, let them take their portion. Chapter 15. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a, a vision saying, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great re reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing I go childless and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus? Then Abram said, look, you have given me no offspring indeed. One born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, the one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, look now toward the heaven and count the stars if you're able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. Verse six, and he believed in the Lord and he accounted it him for righteousness. And he believed. Uh, go to Numbers 12 and seven. Numbers 12 and seven. So that Hebrew word in Genesis 15 and 6 is the same Hebrew word used in Numbers 12 and 7. And it says, now so with not so with my servant Moses, he is faithful in all my house. I speak with him face to face. So why? Because we believe. Why? because we're seeking to be faithful. So our why is because we believe. It's also because we're seeking to be faithful. Go to Exodus 34 and six. Exodus 34 and six. And I'm gonna start in verse five. All 
All right. It says, now the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed by him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long suffering and abounding in goodness and truth. Why? Because if I'm going to be like my father, mercy and truth must go before me also. Right. That's right. Go ahead. Psalms 119. And 30. Go ahead. Psalms 119 and 30 says, I'll start at 29. Remove from me the way of lying and grant me your law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. Your judgments I have laid before me. Another why. Mm -hmm. Another why. Go to Hebrews 11. And whoever has the mic, get James 2 and 23. Please. Hebrews 11. Um, go ahead and hook me up with James 2 and 23 first, please. Okay. 2 and 23 in James. You got it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank when you. The scriptures was fulfilled, which says Abraham believed God and was accounted to him for righteousness. Mm -hmm. And he was called a good friend of God. You see then that the, a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. Likewise was not Rahab. The harlot was justified by works when she re received messengers and sent them out another way. For mm -hmm. the body without spirit is dead. So faith without works is dead also. Okay, thank you. So in Hebrews chapter 11, we can go through this, but we'll start in one. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Um. And I think I missed. No, I'm not. OK. Uh, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. So there you see a verb, Abel offered. OK. Enoch walked. You pick up in verse six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And so we had. In our women's study, we said, what does belief look like? No, tour study. What does belief look like? What does it look like? So it's not sitting and saying, I believe. Right. There is something that follows that. And so we see Abel offered. We see Enoch walked. Noah built. Abraham obeyed. Sarah conceived. Like things are happening yeah. because you believe. Yeah. Um, Moses 
I mean, the walls of Jericho fell. Why? Because they believed, but because they believed, they did something. They obeyed. They did exactly how he said. Rahab believed she did something. So your belief has to match up with the scriptures because that's for our learning. Um, let's go to John 6, please. John 6, starting in verse 26. Yeshua answered them and said, most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Stopping there, we were at the shelter today and I was watching the women eat and they were right. eating food and it was meeting a physical need. Right. But as priest of the most high, there is a physical bread that we should be supplying to the people. Right. right. Yes. Um, it just watching them eating. You're supposed to be feeding, but on another level, because they need understanding too, and they need to be healed too. Um, I was in the car one day, and you know, you're in your why, 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 and the father is like, why would I send you someone that's well? Like, you're right. Duh. <laughs> you know, why would I send you someone well? Yes. So he says, um, most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man may give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. Then they said to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? Yeshua answered and said, this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. That you must believe. You must believe. Amen. You must believe. Right. Yes. And it requires action. Amen. This is, you must believe. So when you say, hey, I believe Jesus that good, great. Now, where we fail, where we, where the church fails is at discipleship. Right. Amen. Tell the truth. Because. He said, go therefore and make disciples, teaching them to obey all things. And so we fail at discipleship. We fail at discipleship. Um, that's what I wanted. This is the work to believe. So um, our why. First one is that we believe. We be That is our why. That's one of our whys. Um, the next one is because... We must be willing to die in order to live. Um, when you say that you believe there's this process, you get baptized. And we're going to turn to Galatians, because I think that's where it is. But you, you die. You die. That's symbolic of baptism is you dying and being raised to life in Christ. And that means you're raised in his life. So the life that you used to live does not exist anymore. 
and you are literally interwoven in his life. And so that means that your will and your purpose should, I'm not going to say it's going to happen immediately, but it's going to grow to become his will and his purpose. So when that's our why, I died. So, you know, I may never be head principal of a school, blah, blah, blah. Not a big deal because my purpose is to write. That's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to write. So I under I know what that is. It may never be what I'm doing now because that's that's not why I live. You know, it is interwoven in Christ's life. So when you hear him say, my will, my meat is to do the will of the father. You know, I did not come to do my own will, but his. Like we are supposed to be following the teacher. If you look at any uh teaching plans or how you're supposed to teach, the teacher always models the expectation. And the goal of the student is to follow the teacher. So as students of Mashiach, we should be following him. And so that's digging deeper into his word and understanding what he's trying to tell us. So um, there's a different standard from the world. Uh, the father has a higher moral and ethical code. Consider the physicians of the world uh, compared to the great physician. Uh, the physicians of the world say, take this medicine, but keep doing what you've been doing. Yes, you don't have to change anything. This physician, the great physician says, you are sick. It's okay, you're sick. Because remember, sin is self-injurious behavior. If you bring it to me, I have the remedy. But you have to change. The physicians of the world say, take this medicine, keep doing what you're doing. That would be Christianity. Come get saved, but don't change. Mm. Stay where you are and stay where you are. Okay. But... Our rock is not like their rock. Our physician, yes, our physician says, bring it to me, but you have to change. Because he is the physician and he's the remedy. He's he's all of that. He's the the veil and he's uh, the high priest. He's the door and he's the shepherd. Like it's all just wrapped up in there. That's why he is the way, the truth, and the life. That's why there is no other way. That's it. That's all we got. Which is all we need. Yes. All right. Um, so because we believe, uh, because we must be willing to die in order to live, and before I miss that, I want to say that's Galatians. Maybe not. Um, died with Christ, buried with him. Romans. Romans. Six. Thank you. Romans chapter six. 
What shall we say then? I'm starting in verse one. Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ, were baptized into his death, therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was what? Crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with and that we should no longer be slaves to sin. sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. sin. That's why it says we have all sinned, past tense. Not that you're currently continually in it. (laughs) I-N-G-E-D, difference. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For death, for the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. God. We should be like our teacher. The life he lives, he lives to God. The life we live should be lived to God. That is our why. Also, because we must be like our teacher. If doing this had some earthly reward, I would have quit a long time ago because it's not easy. I remember playing basketball in college and I play, no, oh, you're right. Play basketball in high school. <laughs> and uh, I played for two years. And during my sophomore year, my parents were getting a divorce. And one of my biggest games was an away game. And they just had me in and I was scoring, scored like 10 points in two quarters and they weren't there. And my junior year, I quit because she I don't want to play anymore. It, it, I didn't love it. My, both my parents played in college. They loved basketball. So I was doing it because they loved it. And when I did not see them there for their own reasons, I didn't have a reason to do it. But my reason, my why for being here is far greater than me looking to see parents in a crowd. It's far greater than that. Um, So um, if I'm looking at my why, um, September the 7th, 2019, the father said, I filled you with wisdom of a writer. So write. Um, November the 5th, 2011, I'm going to use you through your writing. This is how you will be my trumpet. That's why I wear the necklace with the shofar on there. Um, That's my, that's a why. Um, July 22nd, 2011, I was homeschooling my boys. I was working for uh, K-12 and I was doing all this stuff and they wanted me to apply for a higher position and I didn't because the father told me no. Within a week, I was fired from that job and I was 
I could not say Jeremy's name and he was in the other room because it was just like, we're trying to get a house. We're, um, I'm working on my master. I'm doing all of this stuff and I got fired. Uh, and I spent like a day on my face listening to, I will lift my eyes to the mountains yeah, or heels. Some, uh, yeah, that song was on repeat. I don't know the name. That was it. That's all I had. Um, and within a week, I had a job interview with the superintendent of a district. And I'm riding down there just, Father, I have no idea what's going on, where I am, why I'm even here right now, but okay. Um, and he said, you will be a testimony of my word, my faithfulness, and my salvation. And so... See, my whys keep coming. So I keep believing and I keep going forward. It's yeah. bigger than what, it's bigger than how. You have to be able to, like I keep books and, and I go back to the book. Um, Murfreesboro, over 10 years ago, it was me, Jeremy, and another lady, only lady that was coming to worship in Murfreesboro. And I was praying towards the wall and the father said, your mother will be the one to bring your family in. And that was 10 years ago. And my mom is not here yet, but she will be one day. Um, that was confirmed at the women's conference in Atlanta when uh, the lady that spoke that said, are you and your mom doing something together for the father or the work? And I said, not yet. She said, but it's coming. You know, so... Those things, they don't happen, you know, just random. Trumpets, um, 2017, I was removed from a leadership position within a church. I was told that I couldn't serve and I couldn't pray anymore. I couldn't do the magazine I love to do. I couldn't do anything. And I sat there on the back row under my tallit with tears in my eyes. And the father said, I've taken nothing from you. That's my why. That's my why. And so you have to have your why. We have to believe his word regardless of what it looks like in the physical because he's taking nothing good from you. He's taken nothing good from you. But you have to believe that. Amen. That he's taken nothing good from you. All right. All right. If everyone, just some Psalms 33 and 4, we just need to get verses, volunteers, put your hand up. Okay. Just find a verse. Tell me what you got. Call it out, please. Call it out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Psalms 108. Okay. Who has Psalms 33 and 4? Go ahead. It says, For the word of Adonai is true, and all his work is trustworthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalms 69 and 13. But as for me, my prayer is unto you, O Yahuwah, in an acceptable time, O Elohim. 
in the multitude of your mercy. Hear me in, in the truth mm. of your salvation. In the truth of your salvation. If we go back to the vocabulary, and I'm going to do that really quickly. Sorry. Right there. In the truth of your salvation. In the truth. Function to indicate inclusion or location of indicates the origin of he is the source um okay psalms 96 and 13. before the lord for he is coming for he is coming to judge the earth he shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his word with his what with his what? Truth. truth. So we're practicing truth because we're going to be judged in it. Psalms 105, 100, verse 5. Yes. The is good. Mm -hmm. uh, his loving commitment is everlasting. Mm -hmm. And his truth is to all generations. Mm. Hallelujah. Psalms 108 and 4. Psalms 108 and 4. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> For thy mercy is breaking above the heavens. <laughs> And thy glory above all the earth. No, sorry. Thy mercy is great above the heavens, and thy truth reacheth unto mm, the clouds. Hallelujah. Just think about that. You know, because we, we talk about the sukkah, and Jeremy preached an awesome message about he who rides on the clouds is above the sukkah. Shalom. Mm. That's true. Yeah, yeah. that amen. <laughs> Deuteronomy 32 and 4. The rock, his work is perfect, mm -hmm. for all his ways are just. A trustworthy God who does no wrong. Mm. He is righteous and straight. Hallelujah. First John 2 and 21. I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, mm. Mm. but because you know it and that no lie. Hallelujah. Mm, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, nothing worth having exists outside of the will of Yah. That's why Yeshua's will perfectly align with the Father's. To be successful in his eyes, we must do the same. Yeshua never pulled a Jonah. He never pulled a Jonah. Um, when we look at source, fountainhead, model, prototype, cause, beginning, author. So you can't run from the source. All things come from him. Yeshua spoke the word all the way up to his death. What a teacher. Okay, from those verses, my bad. We must practice what sustains. We must practice that which is eternal. Um. Let's go to Luke 23 and 46. Yes, you can. Luke 23 and 46. Mm -hmm. No, you're fine. Go back slide. Yes, sir. Are you ready? Yes, sir. I'm ready. Crying out with a loud voice, Yeshua said, Father, into your hands. I commit my spirit. Mm -hmm. and with these words, he gave up his spirit. Okay. No, no, that's it. 
Um, so he just read Luke 23, 46. If you would just turn to Psalms 31. Turn to Psalms 31. If I can get there, I'm going to read that one. All right. It says, and I'm going to read Luke 23 and 46 one more time. Okay, and it says, and when Yeshua had cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last breath. Okay, so he died before he could finish the verse, but not the work. He didn't finish the verse, but he finished the work. We must finish the work that he's placed in us. Psalms 31, um, Psalms 31, it says, in you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in your righteousness. Bow down your ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be my rock of refuge, a fortress, fortress of defense to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net which they have secretly laid for me. For you are my strength. Look at verse five. Into your hand, I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. He didn't finish the verse, but he finished the work. We must finish the work. We may choose to be like our father by completely trusting in the father because we believe with his word in our mouths until the end. Why? Because from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We must be finishers, but we can only finish well by practicing truth. But we must start with why. Go to John 17. <laughs> John 17 John 17 we'll start in verse 13 but now I come to you and these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them yes. from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is true. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. Hallelujah. Uh, Third John 1, 3 through 4. For I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, just as you walked in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. In the truth. In the truth. That's your location. You are located in the truth. Okay. Um. So why Sukkot? And we're, we're pretty much done. But um, why Sukkot? Jeremy, if you can go to Psalms 27 and 5. 
Jeremiah, if you could get Zechariah, Psalms 27 and 5. Jeremiah, if you can get Zechariah chapter 14. Psalms 27 and 5. Mm -hmm. For the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. Mm -hmm. In the secret of his tabernacle mm -hmm. shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies mm -hmm. round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle mm -hmm. sacrifices of joy. Hallelujah. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hallelujah. That's good. Thank you very much. Jeremiah, you got it? 14. You got it? You got it? Verse 16. And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, and keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so... Maybe tonight you need to be reintroduced to the king. Amen. Um, but if you need prayer, if you need to rededicate, if you need prayer for more understanding of your why, then we got you. Amen. Okay. Um, but we see what we're doing. Doing what? And you know how, but you have to have a greater understanding of why. Okay. All right. Yes, please. So if you need prayer, please come forward. Yes, 